What is up, Steeler Nation? We are back for another great week of shows with a very special guest, someone who's killing it in the sports scene, as always. Um, but before we get to her, we want to shout out our partnerships. Mike, first and foremost, how are you? I'm good. I was showing this off to you right before yeah. I went on air. I got my Angry Run shirt in, finally. There you shout go. out, it's Kyle be Great guest, great shirt. Our friends Naj Jaylen, and, of course, Naj. our Thunder and Lightning right there. We miss him. There you uh, have I know it. he's doing well over there in Utah. And I know we got some comments on our last show with Marvell Smith. Go check that out if you missed it. Great show. People are saying, bring Jalen back on. I miss Jalen. So we'll try and hook that up at some point this summer. But let's let him breathe a little bit. The guy just had a, a uh, big McDonald's. time season. Took a lot of hits. Let's give him some space, you know? Definitely. So, hey, we want to give a big shout out to our guys over at Steel City Wheelhouse, where the bar is set. Tires for all cars and trucks can now be purchased online at SteelCityWheelhouse.com. And this is it. Financing is available. So they'll work with any budget. Go see John and John down there doing great things. Steel City Wheelhouse. And then you can go to the you know beer distributor or wherever you get your favorite beer and switch it up a little bit. Or you may already be drinking Stoney's because you listen to the sick podcast, Steeler Crazy. Why settle for a run-of-the-mill mass-produced beer when you can have the best upgrade your beer game, raise your standards, and taste the difference that Stoney's beer can deliver? And sadly, it's delivered more for us than the Steelers have this past season. But we're being optimistic just deep breaths, but we have a great, great guest. Uh, so let's get to it. Juliana, run it. Turn up your volume because you're about to listen to the sick podcast. Steelers crazy. Harris Smith shields. Blacko Polamalu takes it home. Super Bowl 43. Pittsburgh might be bound for that thanks to number 43. The sickest Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. All right, JY. She is an analyst for CBS Sports. Just kicks some ass over there at the Super Bowl with her coverage. Contributor of the Pick 6 podcast. And I think the founder of Moxie Bets. We're excited to have her on today. Like you said, it's none other than Katie Mox. Hey, hey guys. Katie. Hi, thanks for having First of all, I love that intro. It was sick. Oh, nice. Not up our producer. Oh, on words, but I'm, we can throw you a button. I like that. We might have to make that one of our teasers for the show moving forward. That was absolutely perfect. Content. <laughs> well, it's going to be a sick show, of course, because we have you on. I'm really excited. Thanks so much for joining us. And oh, we were, uh, yeah, of course, we were checking out that uh, studio you got there pre-show. We, of course, saw some some Niners. Oh, yeah. Items. So I, I have to start by asking, mm. are you over the loss yet? How are how are things emotionally over there? Oh, man. Um, yeah, it's I'm kind of over it. Right. Y'all are fans. And so so you understand it's really sick to be a sports mm. fan. Right. We put so much of our like hopes and dreams and happiness in a team um, and you work your way up to the Super Bowl and, you know, you think it's going to be your year. Like, of course, you don't get to the Super Bowl and think uh, you're going to lose. Of course, we knew it was going to be an uphill battle going up against Patrick Mahomes. You want to be the best. You got to be, you know, you got to beat the best. And um, 
the Niners had to play a perfect game if they were going to win that game. And they didn't. I mean, I think they played well. I, I don't think that Purdy played bad. I thought the defense was phenomenal, certainly in, in the front part of it. Obviously, Greenlaw going out was a huge loss. All of a sudden, Travis Kelsey could yeah. get some things done. Uh, but, you know, there was the muffed um, punt return that ended up giving them their first touchdown. At that point, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, because you just know it's happening. You know, it's Patrick yeah. Mahomes I'm over there on like the freaking 10 or the 15. So I am starting to get over it in the sense where I'm kind of used to it. You know, outside of this year, we lost two, you know, back to back NFC championship games. Before that, we lost two Super Bowls, you know, not in a row, but the last two that we've been to. So I've just actually been watching that um, Netflix documentary on the Buffalo Bills. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Went to the Super Bowl four times, lost four. Mm -hmm. And they were like the laughing stock of the league. And everyone's like, oh, I don't even want to watch because they're going at, and I feel like the 49ers are turning into that team a little bit where you're like, well, they're just, they're not going to get it done. Um, so long story long, not really. <laughs> it could be worse. Uh, you could be in our shoes and yes. you said they didn't play a perfect game. I think the 49ers did play a perfect game in week one of the regular season. Oh, yeah. All the way back, which yeah. it feels like yeah. a lifetime ago, to the season opener in Pittsburgh, PA, in which a lot of folks around us were fairly optimistic about the Steelers yeah. in that game. That humbled us real quick. We don't want to think about that at all, but what do you remember from, from that butt-whipping? So yeah, you know, so funny coming on this podcast. I was thinking back to that to that first week, and you know, just kind of reminiscing on on the whole season. And I was I was nervous going into that game. You know, I thought, um, okay, the 49ers could win this game, but y'all have been re really good first week out the gate, and certainly at home. You know, all of the statistics were like the 49ers aren't going to win this game. Kenny Pickett looked electric in the preseason. Uh, the team looked really really good, and we knew that Purdy was coming off of the injuries. We didn't exactly know what we were going to get from him or if he just had that incredible ride and then he was going to come crash and burn. So I was nervous for that game, but then the 49ers just came out and they punched down the mouth and then it just never got any better for you. So for us on, on the other side of it, we were like, Oh my God, this team is incredible. Um, and then, you know, we rode that way for a while and then we had that three game losing streak that kind of brought the 49ers back down to earth. But I'm sure you guys have talked about this a million times, but your experience watching that game and watching Kenny Pickett, was that when you knew that maybe he wasn't the guy? Yeah. And then honestly, we were just going to kind of get your general take on that. But I think, Maybe that was a little too early to jump to conclusions at that uh, time. He had an excellent preseason, and yeah. I had picked your 49ers to win the Super Bowl before the yeah. season, so I knew that it was going to be an insane challenge going up against you guys in week one, but we like to uh, have a supreme level of optimism in Pittsburgh, right, yes. Jordan? And, and that, that, of course, did not. <laughs> it wasn't even it's, 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 it's wearing off a little bit. I mean, I don't even know. They're going to have to find a new word for optimism because at this point, we're just uh, – it's depression. Blind faith. Yeah, a little bit of just – yeah, blind faith. But it is it is waning, and yeah. it, now it's waning even more because of the starting quarterback situation, the uncertainty, I, I should say. Um, obviously, you're out there on the West Coast for the most part, but your general thoughts on Kenny Pickett, it's a big national story right now, and I know Jordan yeah. wants to talk to you a little bit about uh, quarterback situation moving forward, but just some general takeaways on, on the Steelers' quarterback situation. 
you know, it's so interesting because I really liked Kenny Pickett, um, even coming out of the draft. I think everybody liked this story of the kid that went to Pitt, you know, going to the Steelers. And I actually went to like his last game of the season. I was doing a, a show with a company called The Game Day called Ride with Katie. And that was one of our final things that we did was we went to um, a pick game. So I got to see him play there. Um, and, and just just let me say before I get into the Kenny Pickett stuff. The people of Pittsburgh are the most amazing humans on the planet. And I'll just tell you a quick little thing. I'd never been to Pittsburgh before. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Went to a pit game. We were going around the tailgates. First of all, everyone is so nice, inviting you in, taking shots with you, feeding you, all of the things. Like It is like if you're just there, you're kind of a part of the family. And someone there was like, yeah, well, because Pittsburgh is 70% 70 of the people never leave. Not not that they never leave, but like it's because people who stay yeah. there. And so I had put my purse down on the floor in in a parking lot basically and I had a big, you know, coat on because it was freezing. It was in December and all of a sudden we're going to the game and I'm like, "Oh my god, I don't know where my purse is." And anywhere else in the world, your purse is toast, right? I had my passport in there because I my I couldn't oh. find my license that day. I had my passport, wallet, everything and I'm just like, "Oh my god." But I had this weird feeling. I'm like, "I feel like it's just going to turn up like because these people are so great." And all of a sudden, you know, an hour into the game, thank God someone else had my ticket on their phone. I get a DM from someone being like, hey, we have your purse. It's with the traffic cop <laughs> like this right outside the stadium. It'll be there for you when you leave the game. I had had business cards that were in there. And so people had turned it in, somehow got it to the police. And the girl found me on Instagram and DM'd me. And we did. We left the game. I came out and it was and she had it. She, you know, she was directing traffic. She was like, it's just in the car. Just go ahead and go inside my car and grab it. So love, love the people of Pittsburgh. So I love that story. Uh, full circle here. Uh, with Pittsburgh Kenny is probably the only place. And I'll cut you off real quick before. Yeah. It, where you would get that purse back with more in it than you left it with. Somebody oh. would stick yeah. a terrible towel in that. Somebody would stick an Iron City beer, maybe an extra shot for yeah. you. It's the only place where you would you would have more in that purse when well, it's returned it's, opposed to less. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's like I didn't find my purse. My purse found me. Like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like people cared enough to be like, we need to get this back to the owner. And within an hour, it had found me. And that's why I was just like, I... I absolutely love Pittsburgh. Um, so I find myself rooting for y'all um, and, and a lot of different things. And so for that too, I had like a soft spot for Kenny Pickett and I loved this story and I loved, you know, in his, in his rookie season, how gutsy he was. And yeah, he threw a lot of interceptions, but I love that he was taking those chances. I love that he wasn't afraid. Um, coming into this season, looking at the preseason again, I was, I was worried about the 49ers Um in this first game, especially when you look at your defense and anytime you go up against TJ Watt, you're worried about your quarterback. <laughs> you know what I mean? Here is yeah. Brock Purdy coming off of that UCL surgery um, and he's got to face TJ Watt. So I, I, I was really worried about it. Um, and in that game, he just pick it, um, not Purdy, looked lost. Um, and the offense couldn't get moving and he couldn't get the ball going. And so I was a little bit worried, but to, to your guys' point, it was like, all right, well, this is the 49ers. This is a formidable defense that they're going up against. I didn't expect it to be that bad, but it wasn't incredibly shocking. So we're like, we'll give him some more time. Um, but then as the season progressed, and let's be fair, he, he was out on injury. Uh, for quite a bit. He was banged up for quite a bit, had to have, you know, the surgery, but you saw Trubisky get in there and he wasn't really all that much better. And then you see Mason Rudolph come in 
And I'm not sold on Mason Rudolph. I'll go ahead and say that right now. I know he won the last three games of the season. He gave them a chance, uh, you know, in the postseason there. But it's still Mason Rudolph. I feel like we've seen what we've needed to see from Mason Rudolph. And what's interesting about y'all's quarterback situation right now, I've heard some rumblings that the team has been advocating or politicking, if you will, uh, for Mason Rudolph um, over Kenny Pickett. I don't think that Kenny Pickett's the guy. I don't think he's the guy. He's got small hands. Maybe that doesn't matter, but it doesn't seem to work very well for him. doesn't seem like he's got a good command of the locker room if people are politicking for Mason Rudolph. But if you could potentially get a Justin Fields or I'm hearing a Russell Wilson, I like both of those guys better than Mason Rudolph. Yeah, that was a perfect segue into, into my next question. So we're going to like play a little game. It's predict where these players will land. So oh. let's start off with uh, Russell Wilson, because I think Chad Johnson today yes. on his pod, oh, everyone has a podcast now, I guess. Uh, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever platform it was, I seen, and he said that there's a little birdie telling him that Russell will. At this point, like I'm ready to see a Tom Brady. I hope not, but oh. Tom Brady in a Steelers jersey because the 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 rumors and and I know it's February and people are bored. The draft yeah. isn't here yet, but it's like it's. It, it, I mean, it's entertaining to say the least. But I I take it with a grain of salt. So let's start with Russell Wilson. Where do you see him? Not with the Broncos, um, that's for sure, which is interesting because I felt like when Sean Payton got there, that was going to, it was just going to turn around. And while he did have a better season this year, I mean, his mobility is down. Um, Where do I see Russell Wilson? It's got to be a team that's looking for a short-term solution. And the interesting thing is this, this, we've got a good draft uh, uh, of quarterbacks uh, coming up. So it's like, if you have the capital, I mean, I, I guess I could see him with the Steelers. Oh, here we go. But, Katie but Mox, I, Russ, okay. Russell Wilson to the Steelers. All right. Let's okay. Because Breaking. I think, I think a short-term solution you got, well, it dep- you, you can't sign Mason Rudolph. If they sign Mason Rudolph yeah. again, if they extend him, then that's just what this is. If he goes elsewhere, that leaves some room. Um, and I, you know, Tomlin and Wilson. And I think behind, you know, that defense, he could he could get some stuff done. Look, he's not what he used to be. But again, y'all are looking yeah. at a short term solution here. Yeah. Um, and another name that came up was Kirk Cousins. I think that the biggest Vikings. thing with him is the price is the price tag that came with him. I don't I, I never really thought I felt like that was a dream in itself. Uh, uh, but I think he stays. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I think that they give him another shot. I mean, look, yeah, he played incredible. Um, this season up until he got hurt, he completely dismantled the 49ers and made a joke out of us. You guys talked about that week one that yeah. I think it was a Monday night football game or Thursday. Night, I don't know. It was prime time. And that was one of the most embarrassing games um, for the 49ers this season. I mean, Kirk Cousins just cut them up. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's a very loyal city. I mean, just like Pittsburgh, there are some yeah. organizations who are loyal. And whenever I think he wants to be there and they want him yes. there, yes. it's it's mutual. Definitely. Yes. All right. So before my next question, I do have one more because this, uh, I guess you can say, came across our desk today. Jimmy G, you know, he's out for the 
first two games. But uh, what, what, I'll say this about Jimmy G personally: when he no is on, when he is on the field, I will take him any day. But yeah, it's like when is he on the field? Like when is he? I don't even know what like his over under is on how many games he plays a season. Uh, I'm a big Jimmy yeah. G guy. I always liked him, but That's uh, like the I don't hate it. Bobbleheads. That's the Ken yeah. doll of bobbleheads right there. That That's is that what high. you're pointing at. Look, I am a long-standing Jimmy G apologist. Okay, so go. I will go ahead and say. I mean, first of all, even even the that's an original too. Stuff. Look at the beard. Wow, yeah. that's a lot of beard for Jimmy yeah. G. Like honestly, well, that looks like you a little bit. Yeah, my ass. He's, that's a good-looking dude over there, Jimmy G. The good-looking dude. Well, yes, very good-looking dude. Well, I was season ticket holder before I moved to the East Coast for work. I was a season ticket holder for the Niners for like seven years. And so usually at the beginning of the season, you get a bobblehead. Like I've got a Kittle one over there. We got. Mm-hmm. I still haven't got a pretty one. Um, yeah, they have maybe next year. But um, so Jimmy G is interesting because, again, I'm a longstanding apologist of Jimmy G. And much like you, I would go to battle with people about him because the guy is a winner. And but he's not a game changer. And I know Purdy had this whole thing. Is he a game manager, a game changer? Jimmy G is is a game manager, right? He's not going out and making those plays that are going to win the game for you. In fact, He's made some plays that will lose the game for you. However, you know, he within the right system, he can get it done for you. And he moves the ball. As long as you have a good running game and you have a good defense, Jimmy G is a very serviceable and a very good, and again, a winning quarterback. I don't think he, I think he was a casualty of war almost with the, um, with the Raiders because once they got rid of the coach, they didn't want anything that he wanted yeah. in there. Now, if you're going to tell me that Aiden O'Connell is better than Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah, I'm going to tell you you're insane. Yeah, absolutely insane. Um, so that whole decision to to bench him was ridiculous. I think it's also kind of funny now too that yeah, he got he got suspended for mm-hmm. PEDs, prescription whatever. drugs. Yeah. yeah, like maybe what do you take a Vicodin or something? I don't know, but um, yeah, so it's I don't think it's anything crazy. Because yeah. I don't think he cares. He's getting paid either way. Where he goes. Yeah, he made out his career earnings. I looked at it today. I was like, God bless you, man. Get it I done. I wouldn't be surprised if he's done. He's not going to go be a starting, really? starting quarterback. He's not wow. going to be a starting quarterback anywhere, right? Where Where do you think he goes and he starts? Yeah, see, my my personal take on it, that when I, when I first seen that, I was like, okay, they're doing too much. But then I thought about it. With him being suspended those first two games, they can start Kenny Pickett and say, look, these two games, Ooh. you prove yourself, or Jimmy's coming in when he's off suspension, and boom. You think I like Jimmy that. The Steelers? Why not? I mean, look at. I mean, why not? I don't hate it at this point. I don't hate it either. I Big never even can come out of retirement, and it might give us a better chance to win than what we have currently on this roster. Well, you and got- I kind of am like seventy percent serious about that. Wait, I kind of like this. You have a good run game. You've got that nice two-headed monster. Yes. Obviously, you've got On the defense. Shirt. He has some weapons. I don't. And you know not what? The... what I will say about him, he's a locker room guy. Everybody yeah. loves Jimmy G. And we're a blue-collar city, but we're not the prettiest city, so we could yeah, use. So he can uh, bring some. We could use. Yes, we could use Jimmy G <laughs> in the that's in the bird. Line. That's, that's, that's all. That's all. I wouldn't have thought about that, but now I actually love that. Jimmy G to Pittsburgh. But you're saying he's going to retire. Or he plays in Pittsburgh. I mean, there you have it. Because my thing is, is I don't think that he's starting anywhere. 
And no, is, yeah, he re- I agree. is he really going to go be another backup? He got jerked around with the 49ers. I mean, rightfully yeah. so, because like you One said, more he shot. couldn't stay healthy. He gets jerked around. Yeah, so if he gets a starting role, yes. I don't think he's going to go play backup. Why not? You got hundreds of millions of dollars. All right, I have one more question, and this is we always like to give you know our national guests this question because we know we hear so much local chatter about it. What? How does the national media perceive Mike Tomlin? Maybe even you personally, but you know from your colleagues and 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 that sort of thing. I think it's always a good question because yeah, it's it's definitely different from the local. Yeah, he's polarizing. There's it's like fifty fifty. I would say. Some people are like Mike Tomlin is one of the greatest coaches of all time. The Steelers have never had a losing season. The other half of it is is 50%. That's actually failing. You know, even though it's technically not losing, you're getting a C or a D or an F, um, depending on what the season is. So uh, my, my personal feelings is he is, and, you know, I don't know if this is a nice, I, I mean it as a nice thing, a leader of men. You know, I know yeah. that obviously Jeff Saturday said that and it was a bit of a joke, but I do think that Mike Tomlin is a leader of men. And I think that his men buy into, into him and play for him. And so I think that is something that always is going to be attractive. Now, do I think maybe it's time to move on? Y'all hold on to your coaches and your players for a very long time. And, and the loyalty is very strong, which I respect, but sometimes you got to shake things up a bit. Um, I agree. I would have, I would have liked to see Tomlin go to the chargers um, this year. I think that that's an organization that needs someone like Mike Tomlin needs that leader of men. Now they got it uh, with Jim Harbaugh, a little bit different. Um, but I, I, I don't think it's, it would be a bad thing to shake things up in Pittsburgh, but I would say he's I polarizing. Some people absolutely love him. Um, and some people think it's time for him to move on. And I, I kind of, I'm on the latter side. It's not that I don't think he's a good coach. I just think sometimes when things yeah, have been stale I, for so that's long, exactly how I up. feel like, it's like, it's all right to say Mike Tomlin is a good coach, but it's also, it's the same thing with Andy Reid. I always use that analogy yeah. yes. uh, with the Eagles. Like, it's yes. like, yeah, of course he's going to get a job and everyone's going to be knocking at his door, but good luck to him. And, and maybe that's what it will take to turn the ship around because yeah. It's stale. Maybe if we were like the Browns or something, this would be acceptable. But, you know, you walk in, you know, James Harrison said it at the Super Bowl. You walk into the facility and see those six Lombardis. I mean, that's what we're here to do. We're not here to, you know, hey, non-losing seasons. Like, you know. Don't rob the six. The 49ers still have five. So be careful. Uh, We've been on the. Hey, I picked the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. So, but that's the second time I should have never bet against Patrick Mahomes. Get you every time. That's and, interesting and, yeah. to hear you say that. I was just going to say is that generally when we have somebody on who doesn't live locally, they immediately say, amazing coach, give him an extension, Hall of Famer. Those are like the first three things. Yeah. And you you said. And you're on the East Coast. We keep thinking she's on the West Coast because I did the same thing when I you're, went to Book She's got the y'all going on. The so Bay Area. She's from the Bay yeah. Area. But what you're in, where are you at? In- you got the Southern drawl. Well, so, yeah, I'm all over. Just I'm from the so Bay Area. Viewers. I'm from the Bay Area, which okay. is why I'm a big um, San Francisco 49ers fan. I work now in Connecticut because okay, I, the okay. CBS Sports HQ studio is here in Stamford, Connecticut. And I just happen to have several friends that are from Alabama um, and also from uh, Kentucky. And so that's where I've picked up the y'all. I think it's an efficient word. And so I've never lived in the South, but you all, you guys, or y'all, it's just an efficient word. So I use it. Have you heard of the word yins? No. 
Oh yes, well Yinzer, that's what you call your <laughs> yeah. But people, you right? take yeah. off, you, yeah. It's just Yins. So like Yins, Yins is y'all. It's y'all. Oh, yeah. So what? What are you? What are Yins doing? It'd be like you nailed it. You nailed it. Eating chips and watching football. Okay. Yeah. Well. Now, is it like in Philly, the John, which can be absolutely anything? That is confusing yeah. to me. It's a noun. It's I, a verb. It's every an place I feel like has their own universal language. Pittsburgh just literally has a whole dictionary of Pittsburghese. It's it's nuts, and it's it's in, and some of it isn't even spelling. It's pronunciation. It's insane. Okay. All right. Yeah, it definitely a synonym for y'all. Just yeah. right on. Just okay. like you, yeah, you you know, you guys, a group yeah. of people. Um and yeah, we're, we're strange. Okay. We're, we're strange. The there. Well, the you know what? There. Next time I'm in Pittsburgh, I'm gonna just start throwing out the yins and see if people look yeah, anywhere. You'll fit right in. <laughs> well, yeah, we figured you're already doing that. Maybe that's why the purse was uh returned. Could have um, been. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm an honorary yinzer as far as I can tell. There I mean, you go. and you're on the stick podcast, Steeler Crazy. So now you're Nailed. officially come on. You're about to baptize you in the Three Rivers, Allegheny River. Next time you come, pernani sandwich, whatever. We got you. Yeah. So okay, I had that sandwich, but I had it at the um at the ballpark. Um, yeah. Or, you know, at, at, well, PNC Park baseball or it, no, no. At well, it's Akershore not called Stadium. Heinz anymore. At what's it yeah. called now? Yeah, Ackershore Stadium. Uh, still, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, it's still Heinz Field. And it yeah, it was it was okay, but I think there it's not the best sandwich, right? Yeah, you it's not authentic. You have to go down yeah. to the Strip District for that. That's the original one. Okay, that's my hot take. Is I don't we'll like see. it. Anyways, I would not recommend it to somebody. Oh, yeah, boy. I might get booted from this podcast. You, we yeah. might be asking you to have an 11th job and co-host this big podcast. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. Too dry for me. Uh, dry. Fries, coleslaw. Like, I need a little bit of mayonnaise, some ranch dressing yeah. or something on yeah. a sandwich. Yeah. He's a wings guy. I like I'm wings. I'm a pizza. Wings but I do like for Manny's sandwich. So. The yeah. coleslaw is okay. the best part. I'm I'm getting booted out of the burg after this show. But Katie, it has been such a blast. We got Jimmy G Bobblehead, Steelers Tailgate Stories, everything thrown into this. We really appreciate it. Before we get you out of here, just give us that Rolodex again. Where can everybody find you? What's the next project? All those good yeah. things. So now that football season is over, I do have a little bit of a break, which is great um, because, as y'all know, uh, as as Yins know, um, the football season is uh, a grind. And so during the football season, you can catch me on that other pregame show on CBS Sports Network um, every Sunday from 8 a.m. Eastern to 12 p.m. Um, I'm also on a primetime pregame show Mondays and Thursday nights. That's always leading up to the primetime games. You can find me as an analyst on CBS Sports HQ, sprinkled throughout the week um, on different programs. And I'm on Moxie Bets, which is my betting um, podcast with Omaha Productions and ESPN. That's on ESPN's YouTube channel. And um, the Pick 6 podcast, I am also on. I'm off-season. I sprinkle in here and there, but that is on um, NFL on CBS their podcast um or excuse me youtube channel and i think that's it for now <laughs> i gotta tell you guys hey, I'm, that's all that's all i'm uh i'm i'm on a little bit of a break right now we got back from the super bowl the podcast is dark this week my mom is visiting me so i'm like i don't know who i am or what i'm doing you know those like three day weekends where wow, like, you made time for us and your mom's visiting you <laughs> yes that's of course great. thank of you course. so much we'll you. have to do it again and yeah uh, on behalf of all users Yes. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. you Keep up the good work. Lots of fun, man. And love hearing the story about 
respectable yinzers at tailgates. Yeah. We've probably seen the, <laughs> the opposite of that uh, yeah. a few yeah. times. But I think, yeah, the majority of people in Pittsburgh uh, are certainly tame and respectable and always happy to indoctrinate others who might not be Steelers fans into Steelers Nation, if only even for a tailgate or two. But, um, yeah, that, that was a lot of fun for sure. Yeah, and I mean, it does sound crazy, but I mean, what do you think? I, I didn't even really ask you about that Jimmy G take. I mean, you figure you give Kenny two games, go in there and show me what you got. Jimmy comes in and maybe, you know, mentor Kenny a little bit. I don't know. At this point, like, I'm just like, it like, It hurts my brain to even think about the Steelers quarterback situation. And it's February. I'm not buying. Of course, I'm going to retweet and, you know, give give opinions. That's what we're here to do. Um, but at the end of the day, man, I'm just I'm scratching my head just as like anyone else. And, and, and quite honestly, I want Kenny Pickett to have, you know, a couple games to see. Um, so that's my take. Yeah, my take is this. Do I think Jimmy Garoppolo can win a Super Bowl with the Pittsburgh Steelers? No. Or the opposite. Can the Steelers win a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo? No. But I would rather have him than Ryan Tannehill. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Uh, I think Jimmy G can still play a little bit. I think that he, like Katie said, no pun intended, he's got moxie. He's still kind of motivated, I think, from what just happened with the uh, Raiders. And Tannehill just seems like a lazy pickup to me. Oh, he knows Arthur Smith. He knows the system. He's a veteran. Won some games. He stinks. Um, Unfortunately, I hope he's not watching this show. But he, he, for me, does not a whole lot. Like, if you either, either, Go out and take a risk and get Justin Fields. I, feel, I mean, that's what it is. Like, what do you want to do? Russell Wilson you, or Kirk Cousins? Or, I, yeah, I mean, I'd rather have Jimmy G or Ryan Tannehill. So that's that's my take. But it is an interesting idea. I didn't even factor in the two-game suspension. That makes a lot of sense because then you give Kenny Pickett just a short window, yeah. man, and you're like, put up and a you shot. Can't say, hey, you had two games. Like, this is – show us what you got. Yeah, maybe it, you know – rolls into three or something like that. But let me ask you this and, and then we'll get out of here. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think the turmoil in the lock in the locker room actually is? Do you think it's just guys that are going to Tomlin and being like, Hey, I want Mason back or, Hey, I want, you know, like it's just, no, we'll never know. Like everyone can speculate even, you know, the reporters, because you know, we're not in there, but it, it does make you think like, Man, you, you got to have the locker room at the end of the day. It doesn't matter who you bring in. The locker room is the most important thing. And you got you have guys like Cam and, uh, you know, people that can step up in that locker room and say, look, this is this is a team and it doesn't matter who's, you know, but it's easier said than done, especially with the personalities um, that we have. Yeah, listen, it's no secret to anybody that Kenny Pickett threw, what, seven touchdowns last year? If you're a receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers on your first contract, like George Pickens, guess what touchdown passes and receptions and uh, yards do for you? They get you paid more money. If your quarterback is not providing that consistently at a high level, hell yeah, you're going to be a little bit upset. Do I think they are anti-Kenny Pickett? No, they probably respect him, you know, in terms of his leadership I think they probably are friends with him and think he's a good guy, but they want the football and they want productivity and they got it when Mason Rudolph came in. So how can you not understand that they would be advocating for him? But at the same time, I think maybe there's a little part of them as well that 
were rubbed the wrong way by when Kenny Pickett didn't talk to the media at the end of the season. You know, there's conflicting reports. Maybe he did, uh, you know, reject the idea of being a backup in that uh, Seattle yeah. game. So maybe that rubbed rub people the wrong way as well. But I think at the end of the day, man, it just comes down to production. We'll never know. It comes down to production. Kenny didn't produce at a high rate. Uh, he won a lot of football games. But the, these guys want the ball in their hands as much as possible. And you see what happens when you get the ball in a guy like George Pickens' hands. Like Rudolph did that first game when he came in against Cincinnati. Boom, immediately two touchdowns over 50 yards. And so I, I don't I don't blame him one bit. But I also don't think it means, like, we hate Kenny, like, behind closed doors. Yeah. It's not that. Yeah, and I don't think, like, it's our job. I love Kenny Pickett. I would love for him to come in and prove everyone wrong. But at the end of the day, if I was a betting man, which we are, shout out to DraftKings. Shout out to um, Moxie's that, pick. What was it? Yeah, Moxie picks. Something like that. I'll pull it up again. Uh the thing about Moxie it is, is that Moxie bets. There you have it. Mookie bets. Um, and you think about it, and it's like, I w- if I was a betting guy, like you can't. What you what what could you do? Thirteen touchdowns, thirteen interceptions. I mean, I don't know who would be happy with that. So, like I said, it's February. It's time to take a chill pill. Deep breath, Steeler Nation. We appreciate you. Katie, thank you. Love the shirt. Look at that. Thunder and lightning, angry runs. Shout out our guy, Jalen and Najee. Until next time, Steeler Nation, I'm Jay York Football. That's Mike Up Sports One. This has been another great episode of the sick podcast, Steeler Crazy. Tell your friends, your mom, your aunt, your grandmother, your uncle's uncle's sister. We're here all year. Take it away, Juliana. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Steelers Crazy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.